Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his own sweet song. Charlton's unbeaten start to the season comes to an end and Lee Bowyer came to the end of his tether after some creative time-wasting from Birmingham. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hi, good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live here on your Sunday evening from the Valley. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio here as we get ready to look back at our first defeat uh, of the season yesterday against Birmingham City uh, is Mr. Terry Smith. How are you doing, Terry? Evening, yeah, okay-ish. Yeah, it's just a bit Ish. deflating, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not used to losing. Only yeah, the third uh, time in 2019. We were saying off air, I mean, it's, uh, you look at the league table this time of the season, you should be quite, you know, we should be delighted. We should be, mm. you know, chuffed to bits, but then... You know, after the run we've been on, it, yeah, we're a little bit... It's I just, just had a little bit of an anticlimax. I had visions of, you know, buying a flag that said the Invincibles at the end of the season. <laughs> and, you know, I, yeah. 
yeah, and especially being you know the occasion of the day was yesterday. Mm. Uh, it uh, yeah it left a little bit of a, a flat flat feeling. And the fact that Birmingham cheated. And it's Birmingham. Yes. Fuming, <laughs> fuming. I mean, we were we were about to score the winning the, the equalising goal when they threw that ball on. I mean, I, I know officially it was a goal kick for Birmingham when they threw the ball on. <laughs> but if they hadn't happened, I'm fairly confident we were going to score twice uh, in that six was, minutes. There was an own goal in the, uh, just about to happen. Yeah. Oh, no fuming. Well, if you watch Arsenal today, exactly, you can yeah. score from someone else's goal <laughs> kick. There you go. So uh, on tonight's show, we will look back at yesterday's uh, defeat uh, against Birmingham City. We'll discuss the controversial moment at the end where Lee Bowyer uh, got his marching orders from the referee after um, gently uh, rolling a ball into uh, the midriff of a Birmingham City coach. Um, we'll hear from Lee Bowyer. We'll hear him describe that incident in pretty much those words, actually, <laughs> himself uh, after the game. We want to hear from you guys as well. Um, big news, of course, this, uh, yesterday we found out that Lyle Taylor is set for a few weeks on the sidelines, so we're going to have to deal with him. So we want to know, uh, deal with him being out. We want to know what you make of that news, what you made of the red card for Lee Bowyer, what you made of the game overall yesterday. Um, you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. UK. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can head over to the Charlton Live forum. Uh, there's a thread on there where you can have your say for this evening's show uh, as well. And then later on in the show, um, just as a, a fun, a fun little uh, addition towards the end, I thought we took because obviously that's a bit of gamesmanship. The Birmingham bench throwing on the ball to try and waste a little bit of time. Um, I thought you know now we've all calmed down a little bit. Let's think of some other times where retrospectively it probably is quite funny that, that someone's cheated, basically, but I've, in funny way. So I thought of one uh, a few years ago when Paul Dickoff was the Oldham manager and ran onto the pitch to stop us taking a, uh, a free kick in front of his dugout, which you don't often see from a manager. So any, anything like that, um, studio at charltonlive.co.uk, tweet us at charltonlive or head over to the Charlton Live forum. Uh, remind us of funny times that we've been cheated out of three points like we were yesterday sort of right um tell um the game itself i mean you it, it, it was the big occasion 100 years back at the valley and unlike that game on the 13th of september 1919 when charlton a beat summers town 2-0 uh we were we were unable to repeat the trick unfortunately first defeat of the season they did their own work didn't they birmingham they uh they obviously looked at our side looked at the way we play looked at uh, what our strengths are uh, and nullified us pretty much. I mean, and uh, any time we uh, we managed to get past their their midfield, they failed us. Uh, and the disappointing thing for me, I suppose, is that uh, um, obviously without Lyle Taylor, we didn't have that. I don't know that spark. I suppose because Lyle Taylor, you know, he, he, what he does up top, he uh, first of all he winds people up. Mm. <laughs> Secondly, he uh, he makes two people mock him. Uh, he runs into channels, and, and he's always that out ball, which uh, I think um, will come from. Tom Hamed and, and maybe um, Lecco did it up to a point, but um, whether that would have made any difference or not is a debatable one because, as I said, Birmingham did their own work on us. They they knew every time that uh, we got the ball in that midfield, whereas I normally we you know we press and then when we get the ball we do that close passing manoeuvres and, and create space. They didn't allow us to do it. Mm. I, I think uh, Conor Gallagher, who was probably one of the peak of our players, I thought yesterday, especially in the first half, um, worked hard but just couldn't create that space. Uh, and I thought Sam Field couldn't get forward as much as he wanted to. And there was there was lots of gaps when we had the ball no, with nobody to pass it to. And, and they, they they just did a job on us from yeah. start to finish. Certainly did. Right, let's have a listen to the highlights of yesterday's game. Your commentators on Valley Pass were, of course, uh, Greg Stubbley and our very own Terry Smith. Corner now. Comes in towards the edge of the six-yard box. It's uh, dropped towards a Birmingham City foot, and it's uh, Roberts who takes the shot, and it's blocked away. I think that was Field who threw himself in front of the ball. On this right-hand side, there's Charlton attack. Cullen and Ostermer over the ball. Two Birmingham players there for the short one. 
But uh, Osterman looks like he's going to send this in long. He does towards the near post. Look, is there? Pierce is there. Yes. Uh, Pierce's yeah. header, which uh, flies harmlessly in the end into the back of the little touch. Well, he got away with the first one, but it'll run to Solly in the penalty area. Solly finds Gallagher. Gallagher oh. chips it over the bar. And Solly may have been claiming a penalty there from the referee. Nothing given. It's a goal kick to Birmingham. He's got the back. Tries to deflect the ball off Davis. Davis faces. Oh. I've got Lockyer in the box. Oh, Hemed diving header for it. It's come off of yeah, Roberts and then hit Hemed, who put his full face. Think of Jaws Lapsley against Portsmouth. That kind of style, just full face towards the ball. But Roberts' clearance deflects off Hemed out of play for a goal kick onto the ball. It's a lovely touch inside to Leko, who turns. Leko still. Leko goes for goal. It's wide. Yeah, Colin to his right and acres of space. Yeah, and he should have used him as well. And he knows it. Right Roberts. Roberts under pressure from Osterman ball in the box it's a flick from oh. Jukovic and a decent tip over the bar by Dylan Phillips a lovely flick from Jukovic at the near post it's it's by that Goldwoods was pretty special and a good save from Phillips that's being gets across can Lecco get there no he can't and there is the half-time whistle Colin skips past Gallagher and skips that's past Phillips too, too easy it's Colin making a decent run ball down the line to Maratby in the penalty area Maratby ball back because the chance to Birmingham and it's 1-0 to Birmingham it's really sloppy defending from the addicts, you have to say. There's Colin who's allowed to run forward, skip past two Charlton challenges, ball out to the right to Ratby, ball across, and Benlin finishes nicely, and Charlton will have to come from behind. Yeah, I, I'm slightly disagreeing with you about the field header. I thought it was uh, a waste in the space that nobody was at, and uh, it allowed Birmingham to break away, and then nobody tracked Davis at all. He was allowed to waltz through the midfield virtually unopposed and that might be because of the field header not finding its mark and the ball back across Charlton fans were trying to uh, Charlton players rather went back to the line to try and deal with it and the ball was back cut back across and Bellingham unopposed into the edge of the six yard box couldn't miss finds Jukovic Jukovic turns onto his right foot goes a goal and over the bar oh Dylan Phillips got a touch according to the I'm not sure referee. how he saw that <laughs> if he did although Dylan Phillips isn't complaining Burlington in front of the tunnel area to take the throw runs into Gallagher who made the run can he keep it on after his touch he can he's got Lecker behind him fizz ball to Purrington gets the ball across Solly with a shot oh, saved away runs to Lecker uh, Gallagher and he well, it was a shot, but it's got away from a throw-in on the far side. I thought he was going to leave it to Jonathan Lecko there, but he swiped it across. I'm pretty sure it was a shot. Yeah, well, he did expect Chris Solly to be the one to pop up on the end of that. He caught it really well with his left foot. It's the first save Camps had to make. As far as Williams. Williams trying to turn it into space, finds Gallagher. Gallagher, will he shoot? He does, left hand, oh. saved again! And then it chucks an EK, can't get there, it's cleared away by Pedersen. And Charlton really knocking on the door now. Yeah, the pressure's building, the substitutions have helped. tries, it'll jump to, drop to Gallagher. Takes his man on and he's taken out by Davis, who's already been booked. And Charlton take it quickly. Out to Chris Solly. Solly forward to Anike in the area. Anike, can he turn it round? He can! And oh. in over the bar! It's corner. Oh, that has to be a oh, corner. It has to be a corner. It has to be a corner. There's no way Hemmers keep that over from there, surely. But well, I tell you what, Terry. Davis has to be booked I'll for that, what, surely. Davis has to get a second yellow card. And Charlton are asking that question. Has to get a second yellow card. You know, don't want to make too many excuses. But well, Birmingham, the Birmingham bench has just kicked the ball onto the pitch. It's a waste time, I'm assuming. 
And now the referee's just walking over to the to the full for, to the assistant and fourth official who are telling him what's happened. And I dare say somebody's going to get to. And uh, Lebo has just thrown it at the Birmingham. I'm not sure who he is, but he went to come and get the ball. And he just thrown it at him. It's just bizarre. It's just chaos, isn't it? They don't, haven't got a clue what's going on the officials here, I don't think. I mean, that should... Damn, Maya is just a sending off offence for a, a staff member to kick the ball onto waste time. <laughs> he does. Well, now the referee's coming to talk to Bowyer now, I think. Well, Bowyer's got a red card. That's quite unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. When it's not your day, it's not your day. Oh, Colin gets there first, though, and then falls over. Oh. And the referee's blown up. We haven't even played a minute of added time. Well, apart from the disgraceful referee and performance, Charlton didn't just have enough to break down a hard-working physical Birmingham side. So there we go, Tell. Uh, defeat, first defeat of the season. I think you sort of summed it up quite nicely at the end there. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of focus on the referee and the disappointment of the the situation that happened right at the end and the, the gamesmanship from Birmingham City. But overall, and we, we look at our performance and it, it was a fairly even game. There weren't many chances, but if you didn't probably create enough chances to, to 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 get something out of that for us. No, I agree. I mean, I think we, we had chances. I mean, uh, Neither side really um, shone <laughs> in the final third, I don't think. I mean, most of their threat came from uh, set pieces and the long throw. And they scored with the only bit of football. I think they played pretty much the whole game. Uh, we huffed and puffed. We, uh, we had a few half chances, especially after the substitutions in the second half. Uh, that, and we could, have, uh, we could have stole the equaliser. Um, maybe steal is probably, <laughs> probably a harsh, too harsh a word. Um, but on the other hand, and, and I, I still stand by that uh, statement where I said that uh, we probably just didn't do enough to break them down uh, they didn't allow us to do enough and that's I think um, and I'm, I agree with you 100% and I said it at the time you, know, you can't blame the ref for us not winning uh, yeah. as, as bad as he was but what you can blame the ref for is that I mean they committed somewhere in the region of 20 fouls I think uh, I saw a stat uh, and uh, they were doing it from minute one I mean how Shunchich didn't get a yellow card how many times did he stop play by fouls how many times? I, mean, I, I, I lost count. Never even got spoken to. Now, that persistent fouling is clearly uh, gamesmanship of, of a type. That should be punished after a while. I mean, the fact that uh, he didn't get yellow at all is, is, out, is, is just astounding. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think Pierce rightly got a yellow card for, for deliberately stopping them going forward once and, and got a yellow card. How many times did Sunchich do that? Slightly, uh, he was slightly better at it, I think. <laughs> that, that might be the reason. Um, but it took him for ages. And, and, and as we said on the comms, how Davis never got a second yellow for doing pretty much exactly what uh, Pierce had done earlier on is beyond me, just beyond me completely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, but we're clutching at straws here a little bit and, and we have to probably hold our hands up and say Birmingham did a job on us. Yeah, inconsistencies in, in refereeing can be frustrating. But yeah, I mean, if we'd gone away to Birmingham but in that performance, even with oh, the, yeah. the, the niggly fouling, maybe even chucking a ball on, if I'm being honest, I would have been delighted it coming away we, with three it, points. It wouldn't, I wouldn't have put it past any of us, to, <laughs> any of our lot to do that. And, you know, when you consider Jason Pierce is, is the master at going down with injured 
we're getting near the end when we're one nil up or two one up. He goes down feigning like he's he's, he's got a broken something or other. Uh, just to, just to waste time, but just to delay things, just to put, you know uh, take them off their stride. So you know you 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 know you got to take it on the chin when it happens against mm. you. That you know you want some help, especially early on in the game, uh, and we've seen it a few times, especially last season as well. You know if the referee doesn't clamp down on those type of when it's clear what they're doing, very clear what they're doing, they're trying to stop us playing. I get that, and that's fine, but they were doing it illegally. You know the fact that they had twenty fouls to our um, well, I don't think it was a seven or eight shows that they what they were doing. Uh, and I think, you know, that should be clamped down a bit sooner. And then th- th- if they're on a yellow, they don't do it again. And mm. then maybe it opens up a bit. Now, obviously, the winning goal for, for Birmingham. There's going to be questions about the defending. As there is after every, every goal you can see, everyone's going to sort of dissect it and see. It was, it was just a run through the midfield that perhaps he, he, he danced beyond a few challenges that, that could have we could have done better with before he ended up squaring it to Jude Birmingham. So it's a hell of a story for that young man. Yeah, got his first it? goal yeah, against yeah, Stoke. Yeah. Uh, that was his first start, and he gets his second goal. Only 16 years old, but uh, you know, from a Charlton point of view, you're going to look at that and think, "Well, where could we have stopped that before it happens?" Most definitely. I mean, actually, Colin, uh, that right back of theirs was was a threat all game. I thought him and Cowley on that right hand side um, posed us a lot of problems, and uh, yeah, we just watched him waltz through us a bit. Uh, whether he caught us by surprise coming inside when we were expecting him to go out, maybe I don't know. But yeah, we we just sort of tended to watch him go. It was like a parting of the Red Sea, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, and uh, the pass into uh, everybody went uh, towards the six-yard box. Our momentum took us towards the edge of the six-yard box, expecting the ball to be fizzed across, probably to Jokovic. Uh, and he dragged it back a little bit behind us, and Bellingham couldn't miss. Yeah. As, good, as good a player as he is, he couldn't miss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, of course, so we had a couple of chances coming back into it, which we're going to in, into more detail. But then, obviously, the other main talking point of the game, then, is the, the situation with Lee Bayer. So, um, from, from memory, I think the board's gone out for a goal kick for, for Birmingham. So, we, you know, already Lee Camp's going to be picking it up, walking around with it for a little bit, trying to waste a little bit of time. And like I say, we've done that a million times <laughs> away from home ourselves, and we're not going to complain too much about that. Now, I see a ball coming on from the dugout to a right-hand side, uh, sort of just out the corner of my eye. And, I mean, that is so frustrating because there's... And this is good. This probably doesn't even make sense, but there's different levels of time wasting that you feel. But and just something like that, the fact that they'd throw a ball on just to waste time, just for no other reason than to waste time, it does feel so frustrating. Now it leads to a situation where the ball is booted back into the dugout. Lee Bowyer picks it up, um, walks out of his technical area towards the Birmingham City technical area, speaks to one of the coaches or the kit men or whoever this chap is, says this is your ball, he says yes and Boya, I mean we've seen the footage now that was on Quest, it's not the best footage but you can see what happens if you want to see it, it's on my Twitter as well if you scroll down at my last couple of tweets he, he launches the ball in the direction of the dugout but it does sort of hit um, the Birmingham City <coughs> kit man or whoever it is I don't think it actually hits him though Oh, he does. Does it? Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't he see that. Puts his hands out to stop it hitting okay. him in the belly. So, well, to be fair, if he hit that fella in the belly, it would probably gone back on the pitch. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, more distance. time wasting. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's how he got there in the first place. But um, so, so your views on that, Terry? I mean, first of all, I thought a yellow card is a bit soft for what is effectively, I mean, cheating. I well, mean, you, you're time wasting like that when there's no reason for that ball to go on the pitch. Lebo, uh, and I'm, I'm sure he said, I don't know if uh, uh, you've got the full interview, um, but I'm pretty sure he explains why. Mm. Uh, and it's bizarre. So I'm not, I'll probably, uh, should we preempt it? Should we say what's going to happen? You might, yeah. yeah effect, I mean, effectively, the referee's gone over. He didn't see it. The fourth official didn't see it. The linesman didn't see it. So they just know a ball appeared on the pitch and it was from the Birmingham dugout. That's all they know. Uh, and uh, the Birmingham manager was lambasting his people for doing it, which is fair enough. Okay, thank you for that. But. 
when it came then down to finding out who done it, they no nobody put their hands up. So the referee apparently said to the um, the Birmingham manager Pep Clotet, yeah. uh, "If uh, if you don't, if somebody doesn't hold their hand up to this, I'm booking you." That's he's just making that up. That's How can not you the do rules, that? is it? I mean, because <laughs> for example, say on the pitch, there's a bit of a melee, and in the middle of it, someone chucks in a two-footed tackle, which is a red card offence. And the referee is actually, I'm really not sure who did this. There was too many bodies. Okay, you're human. It doesn't it doesn't matter. You don't go to the captain and say, right, I'm if booking you, can, you. Yeah, I'm booking you. <laughs> I'm sending you off. I'll give you half a punishment because I'm not entirely sure who it is. So for starters, I mean, that's disappointing. Now, well, if he'd have turned around and said, right, if none of you own up to this, I'm giving him a free kick on the edge of the box. Penalty goal. Yeah, well, whatever. You, you know done, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but, it, you know, if you're going to do something that uh, the punishment fits the crime, then you say, right, well, it was your goal kick. Now it's a corner, unless you own up. Yeah. And then one of them would have owned up. He could have done it. But um, Again, that would have taken a hell of a lot of making up the rules. Well, granted, <laughs> well he did it anyway. And, yeah. then, uh, and then he's gone over to uh, an Aboya. Look, he's got the ump. Of course he's got the ump because of what Birmingham did. Um, did he launch it in, in, a, in his face? No. Uh, so he was not going to kill him. Mm. Uh, it wasn't a two-footed lunge, which is a red cardable offence. He threw it at him. I could understand it if he'd got a yellow card. I'd, I'd say, well, that's fair enough. He, you know, he threw a bit of frustration because I think on the pitch that's a yellow card offence as well. See, I'm I'm of the opposite view there because I think if you if you're on the pitch and there's been a foul and obviously if you get up and react and punch someone, that's a red card. If you get up and react and throw the ball at his face, I think that'd be a but red card. He didn't card throw his well. face. That's the point. If you, you throw it in his direction, in his direction, his midriff, I still think a player would be sent off for that I'm on the pitch. So sure. I haven't seen the video. Well, we, actually, if there are any referees listening, mm. let us know. Is yeah. that is that a yeah. punishable by a red card? Yeah, I'd like if to the, know. yeah, that would be interesting. Actually, does that come under something like violent conduct or, or, or anything or whatever the exact term is? We, we'd be interested. But again, in nobody it. nobody saw it. Apparently, the referee didn't see it. Yeah. The fourth official guessed it had happened but wasn't looking at it nor was the linesman mm. so they came to the decision by guessing it yeah, well again I, I think Boyer says he doesn't think the fourth official sees it but I've seen a photograph that suggests the, the fourth official was staring right at Boyer when it happened thing. so I think Fair that's enough. another so, but, I, mean, I, I, I haven't only, seen that yeah, yet, so I, I only saw know. it out of the corner of my eye um, I, saw, I, I saw him yeah, throw it yeah so you knew what happened <laughs> I, so I, I was aware that a ball had gone from our dugout to theirs I hadn't even seen who'd done it really but um, yeah I, I, I have to admit when, when I watched it on Quest last night and, and they didn't even show it during the normal game it was when they are doing the interviews after and they cut to Bowie with the ball in his hand a close up and I thought well, here we go here's the money shot and then but then they pulled away and it was a really wide angle but you could still see I, I mean after the first thing I did was burst out laughing it's like yeah he absolutely <laughs> launched that in, in, the, play, in the guy's direction but uh, I did think, yeah, if there's going to be an appeal with the footage you've got, even if he's going to try and claim he didn't think it was that aggressive, there's no way. I that's did going say to go it to, uh, to to the boys afterwards because they were asking in the, in here in the, in the media room. Um, do you think we can? Do you think the club can appeal for that? And I said, well, if there's evidence of him actually throwing the ball mm. towards towards somebody or the dugout, then probably no not. Chance, yeah. Unless unless that isn't a rule. Unless the rule of throwing the ball at somebody isn't a red cardable offence then they should be able to appeal it. Mm. And that's the key, I think. Yeah. Um, you can tell we've got too much money, though, can't you? Right. Because if that was Sunday football, we'd have nicked that ball. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, Roland That would have been ours. Yeah. I mean, I saw someone put on the forum, it's unusual for an away team to have all the balls lined up, ready to go in their dugout. Now, it's not unusual for an away team to bring a bag of balls no, of with them, yeah. uh, you know, for training, for, training, yeah. for that. But why would they have them ready to go? Because if you need a new ball, is surely... The Do you reckon they got previous? I reckon, worth, not worth I, reckon, I reckon, I'm going to go through and check now every Birmingham game for the rest of the season, how many balls they've how got many on the pitch side. Kick yeah. it and how, many, how many find their way onto the yeah. pitch mis- mysteriously. Yeah. That's yeah. worth a check. Right, anyway, right, okay. So, I mean, uh, we've, we've probably given uh, that enough enough time for now, but we will be talking more about that, I'm sure, with the tweets that, that are coming in. But, um, I mean, the game itself, obviously the, high, the, the headline before, like we said, was there was no 
Lyle Taylor. His injury is, as we know, currently for a few weeks. We talked about this on Thursday. And as I said on Thursday's show, you know, I expected it was a bit a bit of mind games. The rumour was that he was definitely going to be out. And the rumour is could be out for a certain amount of time now you ask five different people here at the valley yesterday we've got five different answers on how long he's going to be out so i'm not going to second guess that because i don't know which one is right and lee Bayer said he doesn't know for certain yet but we know he's going to be out for a few weeks so yesterday we saw the first time we are going to have to play without lyle taylor something that could happen after january if he gets sold which which is more than possible uh we saw tommy hemed come in a Hemed who hasn't had the minutes that he needs, of course, yet, but a Hemed who didn't perhaps have the same impact that we'd hope Lyle Taylor would have had yesterday. No, I agree. Um, and I think it's unfair to expect that as well, probably, uh, Tom Hemed. I mean, he's what, he's played a game and a half or a, a less? So he came on twice, so he? Came on twice, it, yeah. so not even, not even a full 90. So it's probably a little bit unfair to expect him to hit the ground running in, in, in the same way we've got Lyle Taylor playing. Um, having said that, we're going to have to cope, uh, and so he's got to hit the ground running at some point or other. Uh, to be fair to, to him, I think um, it wasn't there where we lost it, really. We lost it because we didn't create enough, and I don't know whether that would have made any difference had Lyle Taylor been on the pitch because Birmingham stopped us creating mm. enough. We had um, what was it, three or four shots on target from, from, uh, from memory, um, and we still could have stolen it with the shots from Gallagher and, and Solly, but uh, actually in terms of uh, shots... Um, on target it was three I think we had similar 10 or 12 shots off target um, so would uh, Lyle Taylor have made a difference yesterday I'm not sure yeah because he can hold the ball up better uh, as, as well as anybody I've seen he, as I say, he can uh, he can wind up opponents up to force them into challenges they don't normally make doesn't always get free kicks for, for as many as he should um, but he does worry defenders um, and and maybe it's just it's a mental thing as well when, you, when your top scorer is not in the game perhaps mentally you're just already slightly down uh, I think there were a lot of factors yesterday. Um, we were on a roll before the international break and we have that break uh, and maybe that stalled our momentum. There's lots of little reasons you can give for us uh, not performing yesterday. Well, I think that's probably a bit harsh. I say not performing, not being allowed to perform yesterday. Because yeah. I think in terms of effort, I don't think you can afford too many of them. Yeah, it's, it's one of those games, isn't it? I'm, every, every time I sort of try and think about the performance side, I think, well, no, in the first half, we were the team that probably created more half chances Birmingham had the best chance that, that save from, from Phillips when Djokovic had, a, had the effort from, the, from yep. the cross that came in but we were moving the ball around you know doing what you have to do when you play a team like that who has come to defend you're going to try and stretch them a little bit you know Leko's going to try and run with the ball which he did a couple of times perhaps not as much as, as, as he'd done previously and I'm just and you're right I am trying to think how Taylor would have made a difference I think he would have held the ball up better you're right I think defenders would have been drawn to him which would then have try to break up that that solid organized sort of formation that they had that's where I think it would have been different and that's perhaps where you know maybe he would have taken one of those chances I mean Hemed had a had a header from a from a Lockyer cross maybe a, a Hemed in for, on form or a Lyle Taylor currently maybe would have taken that in the end I think he got deflected wide I think that's the only way I could have seen there being a bit of a difference but you know when Lyle Taylor's in your team goals can come from nowhere sometimes yeah. as well <clears throat> I did <clears throat> I was thinking about it yesterday on the way home and uh, how would could we have done things differently? Could we have approached the game differently? Could we have? Um, could the, the the lineup have changed differently? Uh, and I was actually thinking um, maybe that was a game for Darren Prattley. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the hard physical game, especially in the first half, where you have to compete um, uh, and try and make your mark on the game, especially when the teams come to defend like that and, and be physical like that. And I actually think maybe yes, yeah, if with Darren Prattley in the starting lineup, maybe wouldn't we wouldn't have conceded as much possession uh, as we did. 
uh, especially for the goal. Maybe, you know, would Darren Prattley have stopped that guy going through? Almost certainly, even if it was with a foul. So, I, but it's all ifs and buts, isn't it? I mean, um, we're, um, you know, we can't be overly critical, I don't think. Um, we've lost the game. It's uh, it's it's not great. And uh, But, you know, you look around the table, Swansea lost to Forest and we spanked Forest. So, I think it's going to be that type of season. You know, I mean, I, I think if uh, if we carry on winning four, drawing two, losing one, I'll be happy with that. Even if we then go on winning two, drawing four, losing one, I'll be happy That's with that. Say, it's kind of a weird thing. It's, it's quite a nice position to be in, to be frustrated with our first defeat of the season. This, you know, we're, we're in September. You know, we, we, this is the championship. We, it's not like we were thrashed off the park yesterday against a, a Birmingham City team. We'll probably sit around mid-table. They've had a good start to the season, actually, Birmingham overall, uh, in, in terms of points. I mean, we heard Brian Dick here on... Um, on Thursday show saying perhaps haven't put in the best performances but you know they did this to Brentford on the opening yeah. day as well they, they they went away from home and we did say I'd say they did a better job on Brentford than they did on us because mm. they absolutely battered Brentford um, sorry Brentford absolutely battered them yeah. um, whereas they didn't even give us the chance so I'd say that mm. uh, they, they performed better against us than they did against Brentford well another player who came in yesterday of course is Aaron Zuma and this, again this is something we predicted on Thursday perhaps you know because Johnny Williams had played twice with Wales Erin uh, needs his minutes but we also know uh, I know, I'm, I'm certain I'm pronouncing his, his name wrong, by the way. But uh, we also know that, I mean, he's, he's a quality player. But yesterday, as you mentioned, the, the space that we exploited against Forrest when they came out to play a bit of football against us and we just pressed them off the park and then played some glorious stuff, I mean, that wasn't there yesterday against against Birmingham City. And that's where Aaron would have been at his best. We saw him coming deep a couple of times. He tried a few things. There was a, a, a nice bit where there was a dummy from him and then almost immediately after that, a bit of a drag back as well that looked quite tidy. But... It wasn't really his game yesterday. It didn't really open up for him, and he wasn't quite able to do what, what he'd want to do. Again, when he's a bit fitter, then maybe... Yeah, granted, but I think, again, you've got to give Birmingham credit for that. And uh, I think, um, yes, you're right. He, he did that sort of uh, dummy over the ball and then went for the return, and that looked really you know, really special. But there were a couple of times when, not just him, uh, you had uh, um, Ostama do it and Gallagher try and do it, and the likes of Suncic or... Um, um, who was the one that uh, should have got sent off? Davis, um, or even Dean coming out of, of, of sent off, would stop the runner, would just block him off because they were clever at that. They, mm. You know, they just blocked the runner, so there wasn't anybody there for that return ball, and we had to go backwards. Uh, so they were very clever at doing that, Birmingham. So you got to give them credit for that. As I said, I think uh, the referee probably should have uh, pulled them up for a foul and, and maybe shown some yellow cards earlier on, and maybe they would have stopped, had to stop doing it a bit later. But um, yeah, they, you know, we just got to hold our hands up and say that they, they were clever enough and stopped mm. us doing what we're good at. I think Williams made a bit of a difference when he came on. Definitely, both Williams coming on and uh, um, Chuck's and Ek coming on opened the game up a little bit. Chuck's is obviously that physical presence, and he did hold the ball up well and actually took him on. And then Johnny Williams with that busy, busy style of his. Uh, we started to open them up a little bit, and we had our best chances. I thought after after they came on, mm. uh, to a lesser extent, uh, Baram Kyalu just couldn't get his range, could he? I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, he obviously thinks the valley's uh, about five hundred yards wide. <laughs> Bless him. But you know, look, you can't criticise him overly for that. That's yeah. what is that, his first first appearance in a in a Charlton shirt. Yeah, again, first minutes of the season in a Charlton shirt. Again, he had he had a couple of appearances for Israel uh, during the the international break. So getting those minutes up, and like I say, he he came on, he overhit a couple of crosses, and it was probably 
yeah, again, still finding his feet. Uh, you mentioned those chances. Good work down the left, I think, from Gallagher. Ended up falling to Perrington Square and for Solly. So I was thinking if anyone was to score yesterday, Chris Solly, <laughs> yeah. having never scored at the Valley on, on the, uh, on the 100th, 100th anniversary, anniversary yeah. would, have been a, would have been a nice one. But Lee Camp saved well there. And then barely a minute later, it was from Gallagher, low shot from the edge of the air, which again, on another day, he hits that ever so slightly further into the corner and maybe it drills past or, the keeper. Or scuffs but, it. <laughs> yeah, or, or he gets deflected, as we saw with that uh, Berham Kyle. Yeah, I mean, yesterday, every, pretty much every deflection or every uh, every ricochet ball went mm. to a blue shirt mm. yesterday. It was uh, it was frustrating. And one of them came from a blue shirt oh, as well exactly. on the touchline. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> so a bit, bit of a frustrating uh, start. But, I mean, I mean, uh, overall, you know, it was the first defeat of the season. It's a season that... Again, and, and I'll keep saying this, before, in pre-season we were being told that we are going to struggle to c- compete financially, we weren't going to have a squad, you know, we've put together a squad and we are competing in games. Like I say, we didn't get fresh yesterday, we didn't get played off the park, wasn't our best performance, but we were in the game and we could have got something if, if one of those chances had gone for it. I mean, let's put things into perspective here, it's our first defeat of the season. Yeah, I think the actual um, defeat yesterday, as bad as it is, is is probably not the, the thing we want to focus on now, it's, it's how we react to that. Mm. Uh, I know we've got some tough fixtures coming up, well they all are in, in the Championship, of course, we've got Wigan, then we've got Leeds, then we've got Swansea. So, I mean, if you look, and then Fulham straight after that, so you look at that, it makes Wigan quite an important game because, uh, you know, uh, both Leeds, Swansea, uh, to a lesser extent Fulham, but certainly Leeds and Swansea are flying high. Mm. So, um, Fulham at home are incredible as well. Uh, exactly. So, you know, they're going to be three really tough games. So if you look at those fixtures and think, well, if we can get, um, I don't know, even five points out of that, I'd be reasonably chuffed. Mm. <laughs> if you'd have said at the beginning of the season, you know, we were looking at that to get five points out, you think, I don't know, maybe three. <laughs> so, but the way we're playing and, and the reaction to that, of course... How long Lyle's going to be out maybe uh, maybe a factor, but we've got to we've got to deal with that. Uh, and the issue there is if we can't win, don't lose. Yeah, and that's the key. And I, I think if you're going to look at yesterday in any real disappointment is that if we if we weren't going to win, we shouldn't have lost. But we did lose, and we did. Never mind. Um, I mean, the, how often are we going to see? Because I just wonder if Birmingham were probably the first team to come to the Valley. And play like that is yeah. that fair to say? I yeah, think I agree. Every, every, all the other three sides. So you know, obviously we beat Stoke. Uh, we beat Brentford and we and we got a draw against Forest, although we battered them. Really, they're the first team to come and play. Like, I just wonder if teams are just starting to know a little bit more about us now, because we again we were an unknown quantity at the start of the season. Now they know that at home we can actually play a bit, and they're here to come and stop it now. I think it's a testament to us uh, and the way we played and Lee Bowyer, the way uh, and Lee Bowyer and Johnny Jackson have set the team up. That uh, you know teams have already looked at us and thought we got to stop and play to beat us. Mm. Uh, I don't see Leeds. Uh, and um, the likes of Fulham and Swansea doing that. I don't see that the, that they've got that type of game in them for a start, but mm. maybe leads to possibly. But I think they want to play football and they'll want to come and beat us. So that may be better for us. You know, teams who are uh, a little bit more open, uh, a size that uh, you know we can exploit the areas. Uh, it depends how cute they are, I guess, and how desperate they are not to lose. Uh, so if they look in the way Birmingham did and think, well, the only way we're going to beat this lot is is to stop and play, mm. then we might have to put up with that. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm obviously getting a bit ahead of ourselves here, but that Fulham game away is going to be interesting because they, they do what we did against yep. Forest. So apparently yesterday they were passing West Brom off the pitch. Obviously we know that, what, 80... 80- Five percent possession they had against Millwall. Be interesting when we go there and we play our defensive game, which we know we can as well. So like, getting ahead of ourselves, ever so. Well, the onus is on them at home. I mean, we, the two, the two um, Wigan at home. We, the onus is on Wigan to come at us. They, you wouldn't expect Birmingham to play like that at St Andrews. I'd be very surprised if they did. Mm. Uh, we'll see, of course. But you wouldn't expect Wing, Wigan to to play uh, in that style in their own place. Mm. So. Um, 
you know, in that respect, therefore, it should uh, it, we sh- it should allow us to exploit a bit more space. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, we're going to hear from Lee Bayer in a few seconds' time. But don't forget, I want to know what you guys made of yesterday's performance. I want to know what you made of Lee Bayer sending off. How you think we'll get on without Lyle Taylor? Uh, what did you make of the new boy, uh, Barum Kyle, yesterday, or Tom Hemed, who got his first start uh, up top? All of those things. And also, don't forget, we're asking you for funny instances of gamesmanship. So, uh, obviously, uh, Birmingham threw the ball onto the pitch yesterday while uh, to waste a bit of time. And whilst I was rightly fuming at full time, uh, the further we get into the season, I will start laughing at that because it is reasonably funny at cheating. Um, so other instances of that, uh, Terry just said he's got one as well, so we'll hear from him. I've got a couple that I've written down uh, and a few of you have tweeted in with some ones as well. So if you've got any of those, email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live Forum. Uh, there's a thread on there for tonight's show to have your say on this evening's Charlton Live. Now, Terry spoke to Lee Bowie yesterday and this is what the Addicts boss had to say after yesterday's home defeat against Birmingham City. Boy, Lee Bowyer in the studio after uh, first defeat of the season, Lee. Uh, uh, a, not the occasion for it to happen, but um, it's, we just didn't seem to be able to cope with uh, with Burma's physical approach, I guess. Is that fair or uh, how do you see it differently? I wouldn't say they're physical. I, I think it was just the the way they play. I think they're, they're very solid. They've, they've got a certain way of playing. They sit deep. They ask you questions, whether you can break them down or not, whether you can create chances or not. And and I think we did. I think we created enough chances to win the game. Was it the best we've played this season? No. But you have to give Birmingham credit. They made it difficult for us. That's what they've done every game that I've watched them playing. Um, you score the first goal, then the game changes completely. Um, but unfortunately for us, that, that didn't happen today. But... Um, I won't knock the lads. They give me everything again. They tried. They pushed to the end. But unfortunately, if you don't take your chances, you don't win games, and, and that's what happened twice a day. And uh, it sort of had that shape about it. The way uh, you know the chances were going to be few and far between, but when they came, we just couldn't take them. Couldn't. Uh, we didn't seem to have the fluidity in that respect. No, no. And uh, like I said, you, when you create chances in this division, especially, you have to take them because, for sure, whoever you're playing against they will take them if they get chances so um, that's what let us down today I thought defensively I thought we coped with them well um, they're a big strong physical side long throws set pieces everything goes forward um, and I thought we dealt with them well um, their, their worry for me was when, when the ball's wide and crosses and their strikers very very good in the air uh, pulls to the back post and I thought we dealt with it really well today so for me, we limited them, but um, we just couldn't take our chances, and, and that's a disappointing thing for me. Slightly frustrating that it certainly appeared from the sideline that they scored, but they're only real bit of football they played all game that, that didn't involve a free kick or a throw in. Mm. Yeah, right back. Um, he, he causes problems, but the one time he skipped inside and it made it difficult for us. But yeah. Uh, End up scoring, young lad. I scored again. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, just it's hard to take, you know. Like you, you work so hard, and you, you nullify what they're good at, and but you have to take your chances. But I, I'll say that every single week. If you don't take chances, you're not going to win games, and we didn't. And they took one that they had, and 
and uh, we didn't take none of ours and I thought we deserved at least a draw. Last quarter of the game you made your subs and they did certainly made a difference and we, we were battering, uh, certainly knocking at the door. Uh, Birmingham's defence just, again, didn't sit for us, didn't didn't drop for us. Um, we've said it on a number of occasions in previous seasons where certain games where ricochets always seem to go to the other side and yeah. it happened in abundance today. Yeah, and but that's all you can do is keep pushing and keep trying and and um, unfortunately today they didn't drop for us but... It, at least we're trying to do the right things, you know, and we're trying to play the right way. Um, but again, I think we we had enough chances to, to win. One of their fellas clears one off the line, and we we have to gamble more in the box, you know. We have to gamble and trying to anticipate what's going to happen, and, and that, we just didn't seem to do that today too much. So, um, which is disappointing because we've done enough to win the game. I honestly believe that, but. It's a, it's a ruthless league, you know, and we'll learn. We'll learn from it, and, and we'll we'll come back next week. I've said to the players, like, look, be disappointed. I'm disappointed, but just make sure it don't happen again next week. We have to come back stronger. On the subject of learning curve, it was something that was mentioned to, to uh, earlier was that. Um, if this is going to happen, and we're going to come up against sides like this a lot, I guess, uh, in the championship, is this a learning curve uh, good enough, you know, better to happen now, slightly earlier in the season, so you, you get that learning curve out of the way, so you know what to expect from a player point of view? No, no, I think they knew. I think they know. Like they're, they're playing in it every week, and they see the quality. You can see the quality, the power, the strength, the pace, um, the, the, the quality that the, the players they're playing against this year on the ball is. is completely different you know so they, they, they know they're not stupid but yeah it's probably not a bad thing that we've we've had a defeat now and um, because sometimes you can become too complacent you can become complacent and, and think that it's just going to be a walk in the park so yeah you could look at it like that but obviously we just want to win every game that's, that's the way we are but teams like Birmingham are going to do their homework on our better players are creative players and, and they seem to do that they try and nullify them as much as possible two or three men around them all the time yeah but that's that's Birmingham no. it's not just us they've done that to every team that they've played um, they've just been difficult they've been they go into a mid to low block and they just sit there and say come and break us down so it's not just us they've done that to everyone that I've watched I've watched three four games of theirs this season and they've been exactly the same whether they play three at the back four at the back they're still the same so um, yeah, it was just us for us to break them down, and we create chances, but we didn't take them, and, and that's where we fell short. You're not going to come across too many games this season where both sets of fans are singing your name. Maybe there no. might be one more to come, but uh, that must be a bit weird. Yeah, strange. Yeah, um, nice. Like obviously, I had two and a half years at um, Birmingham, and and won the only trophy I, I won as a player was was there. So uh, yeah, we had. We we shared a good moment together, so um, yeah, they they I think they appreciated the hard work that I put in every week as a player, and and they showed that today, which is which is nice, you know. Um, I don't get that too many times, I can tell you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can so yeah, so today it was it was nice, but yeah, so I appreciate, I'm grateful for that. Um, injury front, Lyle Taylor obviously not figuring today. Um, do you know yet how long that might be? No, I don't know time-wise, but it's going to be uh, he's going to miss a, a run of games now. Um, I was hoping it wasn't going to be too bad, but he, he's had a scan and everything, and it's, it's not come back too good. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to uh, 
I'm going to have to have a rethink and rejuggle and that's why we've put a squad together um, yeah we missed him today That, that that's obvious you, you, when you your main striker who gets 20 odd goals and double figure assists in the season then you he was on fire as well this season um, of course you're going to miss him but like I said we, we, we still created today and we still played well enough to win the game so going to miss him but he's um, it's, it's an opportunity for someone else to step in can't let the interview pass I guess without mentioning the uh, what happened near the end uh, yeah. so, uh, strange refereeing decisions quite a bit of the game but uh, yeah. came to a head towards the end when uh, when you got your marching orders yeah because for me the, the 26 should have been sent off he'd been booked for the, an occasion with Pierce, and then two minutes later he, he takes out I think it was Conor Gallagher or Josh one of the two they just skipped past him and he just blatantly took him out and when we're inside they're off going to be running at the back four so most blatant yellow card of the whole game and, and then he don't send him off Okay, I'm not saying it because I want to see him sent off but that's the rules you can't just change the rules when it suits so that's disappointing but yeah regarding myself they throw a ball on which I've never seen before in a game like it's, just, it's crazy throw a ball on to waste time and then the ball ends up next to me and then I think the ref's dealing with whatever's going on off regarding their bench. And then he... Uh, I've got the ball, so I'm walking towards their bench. And I, and I look down on their bench and say, is this your ball? And they say, yeah. So I just I'll throw it back to him. And then he says, Lee, you threw the, I've got to send you off because you threw it in an aggressive manner. <laughs> outside the technical area. Like, what's, that's not a rule. You just make that up. So I, I don't get it. I said, who said I threw it back aggressively? I said, it's 20 yards away. How else am I going to get it there? I've got to throw it hard. And then he said, oh, the, the fourth official. I don't even think he was looking. I think he was dealing with whatever was going on with regarding them for the ball going on in the first place. I don't know. It's crazy. It just seems like they made it up to me. A culmination of uh, some of the uh, stick that the fourth official was getting because of the performance of the referee on the pitch, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's disappointing, do you know. Obviously, you should be able to appeal it. Like, it's crazy. I never even heard such a thing. So, yeah. Do you know what that will mean for you? Is it I mean, touch like bad? Does it? Do they, do they well, I'll, one appeal, I'll appeal it. Yeah. Like he's just twenty yards away. I've got to throw it hard to get it there. Or I could have kicked it. So, if <laughs> I could, I kick it in, a, in an aggressive manner. It's crazy. Just making rules up. It just doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know why they've said that. Strange end to uh, what well, was a strange game in the end, but. Yeah. Uh, Still second, I believe, with the results going uh, going the way they were. So could have been top. Could have been well, yeah. Could have been top. <laughs> they they lost Swansea. Yeah, just a reality of yeah. it. We could have been top, and that's why it's so disappointing. A game that I think we done enough to win. We come away with nothing, and we could have been top. But I uh, thirty nine ago. Reality check, and then back to back to it at uh, Wigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We prepare and work hard Monday onwards, and. and, and We'll have to get ready for Wigan and and another one, another one to come and go. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! You absolute German beauty! Woo! Dreamland! Charlotte have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it all! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh, my word! Oh, my word! Charlton Live! There we go. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening or via the podcast afterwards. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Hit the subscribe button uh, in your Acast app or in your iTunes app and it will download to your phone twice a week automatically. If you listen online, don't worry, Like just via the website, you don't have to subscribe because there's no way to. But if you're on your phone, make sure you subscribe. Uh, get our show on your phone twice a week. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think I'll ever tire of hearing Lee Bowyer <laughs> trying to... Um, say that he didn't throw the ball. I mean, it is quite funny. Come on. Oh no, and it will get funnier as the as, as the months progress. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Lee finds it that funny. I'm yeah. sure he won't. Um, but I'd be very interested to know how we're going to uh, how we're going to appeal that. Yeah. I mean, if we will. I mean, it, it it reminds me of when Lyle Taylor got sent off against Accrington Stanley last season. Now, the reason he was sent off because the referee thought he saw. Lyle Taylor kick one of their players or the goalkeeper. I can't remember which one it was. Now, you you watch the video back and there is a... Lyle Taylor's on the floor and there's a flick, a flick of the boot trying to get the players off. Now, if if the referee said he's seen a kick and there is a form of kick, no matter how soft it was, the referee doesn't overturn his decision. It's going to be the same with the throw. He says he saw an aggressive throw of the ball. There is an overarm throw towards the midriff of a Birmingham City staff member who is maybe, yeah, 20 yards away. I mean, that... If Bayer had sort of underarm lobbed it up towards him, it'd be a different story. I don't know whether the defence will be that uh, that particular uh, Birmingham City official had quite a large midriff, <laughs> so it doesn't matter where he threw it; it was always going to be close. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Mm. Uh, look, the only the only thing I can think of uh, because look, he threw it; he knew he threw it. He says he threw it hard because he had to get it to the distance he, it needed to carry, which is probably true. Well, no, it is true. Of course, it's true. Um, the fact that it was at, in the direction of uh, could be an issue. Uh, and whether there is that rule in the first place. If there is that rule, then we're going to struggle. The other thing I think is, uh, and we witnessed it, as you mentioned, with the, the Lyle Taylor sending off, the, I don't know if it's the EFL or the FA, I don't know who makes these decisions, actually, on the on the sendings off. Is it the FA? Uh, uh, presumably the FA. Yeah. Um, they will wrong. look for every reason possible to uphold the refereeing decision. Yeah. And they will only overturn it if they can't. If they exactly. see any particular reason to uphold the referee's decision, then you've got no chance. Mm. Even if it's as spurious as the reason Lyle Taylor got yeah. sent off. Yeah. 
There you go. I mean, that that is what's going to happen, yeah. 100%. Right, um, don't forget, we wanted to know what you guys made of yesterday's performance. Um, Tom Mohamed, Baram Kyle's performances on their or first start or first appearance in in that order. Or you've got um, the the fact that Bayou was sent off. We want to know about that, what we're going to be able to do without Lyle Taylor. And we were also asking for your uh, favourite memories of uh, other instances of gamesmanship uh, because we saw quite a big one there from uh, from Birmingham City. Yeah, so Terry, have you I've got, got your my one? one yeah. yeah, it was um, uh, Nicky Weaver. Uh, mm. When Man City, when he played, when he was in goal for Man City, and uh, they'd um, <coughs> rather fortuitously gone ahead, as I remember, and uh, there were minutes left, not many minutes left, and he got the ball in his penalty area and then dribbled it from side to side of uh, either side of the penalty area. So he just dribbled the ball backwards and forwards uh, until one of our players, I can't remember who it was, actually went and tried to close him down, uh, and then he did this sort of uh, wavy stuff at the at the Covenant afterwards. That's the that's the one time I've really been tempted to run on the pitch, <laughs> <laughs> and I was. Gutted when we signed him. Yeah. Absolutely gutted. Well, luckily he turned that. out to be rubbish. So, Well, yeah, yeah. that helped. That showed him uh, and us, unfortunately. <laughs> right, so let's get involved then with the tweets. Cliff Scales says, It was not the best game, but Birmingham are the first team we have played that came to defend and get 10 men behind the ball. And they did it very well. If we score first, it's a different game, but they nicked a goal and we just couldn't break them down. It's still a great start for us. And now we need to go again at Wigan. I thought Bowyer's red card was a joke. The ref seemed to enjoy enjoy doing it uh, i don't know if we can appeal it but it would probably stand anyway yeah there is always that little thing with a ref it's like they do seem to love their job oh, too he, much he had that smug look on his face mm-hmm. when he did it uh, there's a there's a photograph of him doing it and you it, like it, he doesn't look di- disappointed <laughs> at all uh and i think i said it off air i think um the fact that uh was it uh, davis uh, who should have been sent off yeah. just before that and i'm pretty sure lee Bowie would have let the fourth official know mm. in as probably the most colorful language imaginable that it was a bad decision yeah. so i'm wondering if that played a part yeah, so the fourth official was a bad grass is what absolutely we're yeah. no question about it but i Bet he used to tell on you at school and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right, the wave tweets in. Uh, disappointed that Chucks Anike did not start after impressing as a sub at Reading. Hemed looked rusty and did not gel with Leko up front. Uh, it says Macaulay Bond must have been fitter as well. Thought Prattley would have dealt with a physical Birmingham much better than Field, which is similar to what you said, actually, Tell. Yep. And then he says, uh, is it time to use Leko as a super wild card sub? So we'll come to that last point first. I mean, Leko started. He has tended to be a very creative... Uh, uh, player for us a bit of an unknown quantity surprising sometimes do you think he'd be better suited from the bench Just, I mean did he have one one more quiet game yesterday is it too soon to say that yeah I think it's too soon <clears throat> I think I'd start him I'd, I'd, I'd have to say I'd uh, the previous point about uh, Chucks and Ike was is, is a fair one I think uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing though isn't it uh, and in hindsight yes you would have you starting Chucks because he did uh, he did seem to liven things up when he come on um I don't know. Against the tiring Birmingham side, would he have had the same impact at the beginning? I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, theoretically, yes. Uh, but uh, no, I think I'd still start uh, Leko because cause of his pace, mm. uh, regardless of when it yeah. might be. Problem is, if if you've uh, if you start Macaulay Bond, which was would have been our only other option, he's still a bit raw. Is it fair to throw him in at that sort of game? Uh, he'd probably got beaten up by um, what uh, Harley Dean and, and the other fella. Uh, was it Roberts? So yeah, Roberts. Um, I think that would have been unfair on on um, Macaulay Bon as well, and therefore you know we wouldn't have had any chance at all, and possibly would have surrendered possession a bit more than we did even uh, uh, even then. So you know we could have been two 0 down by the time Jonathan Leko comes on, then it's pointless. Mm. Yeah, right. Daniel Trafen says that Lee Bayer's red card was a disgrace. Uh, and Tony out in Spain says we weren't at our best yesterday but the referee was all over the place he missed so many decisions and most uh, decisions and most of them were in front of him the sending off 
was pathetic. Uh, fair play to Birmingham manager for having a go at his staff for throwing the ball on the pitch. Yeah, Tony not agreeing with the red card for Bowyer there either. Uh, Richard says, Hemed needs a run in the side, in my opinion. Him, Kyle and Ostuma all look like players who haven't played much football recently. I'm not sure the time is right for Bon uh, because uh, Lyle Taylor's boots are big ones to fill, especially for someone who has never played anywhere near uh, championship level. I mean, so, I mean, with Bon, we saw him came on, he came on at Barnsley, you weren't at that game, he, and did okay, sort of got the ball in, in, in spaces without really doing too much with it. I mean... You get the feeling if um, if we'd assigned uh, Tom Mohamed earlier, Macaulay Bond would have gone out on loan. The fact that it took so long to get it across the line mm. meant that we couldn't afford to do I that. I mean, Boya sort of said um, he would have sent him out. He, he thought he could have sent him out on loan, but he thought he might learn more uh, being coached and by fair, our yeah. coaches. I, I yeah. think that, and that's fair. I'm watching Hemed uh, and... Uh, uh, Chuck Sanike and, and Lyle Taylor at mm. close quarters. Uh, he, he's possibly right. Uh, you've got to understand, you know, he's come from the National League uh, and that's a huge step up. And as, as exciting a prospect as he as he is, you don't want to ruin that. And I mm. think um, what we have learned over the last few years with with Bowyer Jackson and Gallon is that they don't tend to expose players unnecessarily to, uh, uh, you know, you see young players come in and then you don't see them play seven or eight games on a spin. They they, they rest them mm. because they know um, what it's like to play and they know that uh, burnout can happen. Uh, and I think that's refreshing and I'm pleased about it, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, Rag says that both uh, Kyle and Hemed need more minutes on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, Fred says we're going to miss Lyle Taylor badly. He is very crucial uh, to us. Reese says, sadly, the less said about both their performances in Hemed and Kyle, uh, the better. Hemed, totally anonymous. Kyle had two uh, horribly overhit crosses and made no positive impact. Not going to judge them too much on their first game, though, uh, but we need to see an improvement. Charlie says that Hemed was dreadful. Hopefully his worst performance for us because we don't have any other options. Bon is still way off the mark. And Nike was awful. And Leko isn't the greatest up front. Better uh, on the wing taking players off. I mean, Nike, I like I would have I would have started him yesterday. I said that on Thursday. I like I think there's been two performances now where he's come off the bench and it hasn't quite been the explosive performance we were hoping for, and that was probably yesterday in Forest at home. Um, but overall, he's been, I thought he was brilliant when he came on at Barnsley. There, I thought he did okay yesterday really when well. he came on. I, I, was brilliant, I, yeah. I think he came on in difficult circumstances, but I thought he did okay. And maybe if it had been on from the start with his physical approach, he's, he would have been a lot more up and at him than, uh, than Tom Hemmett. Uh, and I think even with Tom Hemmett, he... It's it's a tough one, and I think uh, people are right. You know, the fans are right when they're, they're um, getting in touch and saying that you know it, it's it's early. It's still early days, uh, and especially with Kyle. I mean, you can't judge him on that because you know it's the first ten minutes he's played uh, in anger for us. But um, I think uh, I think the game sort of passed time here by, and, and they dealt with him. They dealt with the, the two centre centre-halves dealt with him really well, uh, as as they did with Lecco. And but I, I say it again. I don't think you can just isolate the, the, the two front players and say they're not playing well enough when the supply to them wasn't there. We didn't play in any way near the way we've done in, in, in the opening games of the season by bringing them into the game quickly with the pass and move, pass and move, and then opening up defences. We couldn't do that yesterday, so therefore they were a bit isolated up there and square. There were very few runs into the channels because we we weren't getting the ball out there. And when we did get the ball out there, Birmingham closed us down, so we had to come back in the middle again. So I think it's a little harsh. I don't disagree with the fact that they didn't perform. I 100%, you, you know, the facts speak for themselves. But there were reasons for it. And I think um, uh, to justify or to judge them on, on the fact that, uh, you know, they didn't get the service they would normally be expected to get. 
it's possibly a little harsh maybe mm, yeah uh, Steph says uh, Terry there's another great interview uh, thank you it's clear to hear uh, Bo's passion and frustration let's hope the EFL see sense and revoke the red card uh, but I won't yeah, don't hold your breath yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah right um, uh, John says I thought Brum thank you for that by the way were the most league one type team we've faced <laughs> thought we moved the ball too slowly though yeah. uh, never mind the run had to end sometime the only good thing about a run ending though is that the next one starts exactly next week uh, Chrissy uh, says it didn't stick up top yesterday if Roland was a normal owner he might get the message that he's worth an improved contract uh, even though he's out for the next few weeks do you think Roland might suddenly get that message no no <laughs> uh, Tom Wallin our very own Tom uh, is out and about today says disjointed and out of sorts yesterday Birmingham defended well uh, to play that badly and only lose 1-0 isn't too concerning looking forward to seeing Hemed get a run of games now is that the Boya sending off was bizarre yeah, I think that's fair. Bizarre's about right, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Reese uh, sort of added, yeah, don't think it's fair to throw Bond straight in. Yesterday made me appreciate and realise how important Taylor is, yeah. to be honest. I'm not seeing much in Leko. Very hit and miss. Anike, certainly not anything special. Definitely need a couple more of them to step up and make more impact. I'm surprised I wasn't surprised about those comments on both those players, really, because when I've seen I've seen Leko create chances, I've seen Anike play well, better than yesterday. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think uh, there were a couple of times yesterday where um, you know, Jonathan got into into position and you expect him you know you would have hoped he would uh, bring other players into into play there was one particular time where he could have played it right I think Josh Cullen it was to his right was in a better position but he went and shot himself I don't, I don't blame him for shooting for himself he's a striker that's what they're supposed to do but mm. laying in laying in Josh Cullen I think it was to his right may have ended with a goal uh, because Cullen yeah. was clear oh, I remember yeah um, <clears throat> so he's but he's raw he's a raw talent and that's why we got him on loan because if he was that good West Brom wouldn't let him go, would they? So, you know, we got uh, he's got to learn. He's, uh, I think he's an exciting player. I really do think he's an exciting player. Is he going to play um, at the top-notch uh, level of performance every week? Probably not. Mm. And that's why we've got him. Yeah, there you go. Right, Jake Wilkes uh, says, thought we missed Taylor's work right yesterday. Yeah. Uh, besides his goal, he covers every, his goals, he covers every blade. And we didn't get that from Hemed or Anike. Purrington seemed off the boil, but credit to a very organised and resolute Birmingham for being disciplined. Uh, Peter Barrett says, Hemed looked isolated and Kyle, uh, not enough minutes to judge, but he looked a tidy player. We need to see a bit more of him. Uh, right, Gavin says, evening lads. I think it was one of you guys that advised us not to go on Twitter after a defeat and how <laughs> right you were. Yeah, that's Nathan's mantra. He never yeah. looks at his phone yeah. after a defeat. Uh, he says, uh, we lacked this, we lacked that, so-and-so was poor, just not good enough. It really wasn't that bad. Chill out. We lost 1-0. It happens. It certainly does. Um, Ollie says, just to say, uh, it was disappointing and we need to find another way to score goals without Lyle being in the fold or we will fall down the uh, table. Martin Lee says, we'll struggle uh, without Lyle Taylor. London Inigiza says, I wasn't there but missed Taylor so we'll uh, have to get someone in to replace him after he leaves in December. In the meantime, I tried Bond until Taylor's back. He can't do any worse uh, than I heard Hemed was yesterday and we can't afford to leave Williams on the bench if he's fit. Yeah, I mean... With the Williams situation, I mean, like I said, I predicted it on Thursday. Um, we know with Williams' fitness, he hasn't played too many 90 minutes over the course of the last few years, although he's starting to get more and more of those. But we have got two players who it sort of makes sense to keep them rotating when they can be as good as they were. But obviously, it wasn't not Zuma's best performance yesterday. And Williams came on and made a bit of a difference. But it's, it's about, I guess, trying to keep a player who hasn't always had the best luck with fitness fresh for as long as possible. Well, I think that's, that's you know, if he hadn't played two games uh, in the international break, he, he may have started, I don't know, uh, but probably yes. But I think 
um, again, I, I, you know, I sound like a broken record a bit, but uh, if you if you realise the way Birmingham was set up and the way Birmingham played us and nullified the likes of Ostuma and Gallagher at times and, and Josh Cullen, they would have done exactly the same thing to Williams. Uh, I mean, uh, when did Johnny Williams come on? What, uh, what about, this is 60 minutes pretty yeah, much. So, think, yeah. so he, had, uh, he had 25 minutes-ish, um, half an hour to, to, to play against a slightly tiring Birmingham midfield. So there was more space for him to exploit, and, that, and he did, and he, and he played quite well. Would he have had the same momentum and, and ability to exploit those spaces against uh, Birmingham at the beginning? Not so sure. Don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But you can understand that why. Because Ostuma was outstanding against Forrest. Absolutely outstanding. And so if, you, if, you, if the Ostuma that we saw against Forrest did exactly the same thing yesterday against Birmingham, or was allowed to, then we wouldn't be having this conversation, would we? So uh, um, they're both quality players. We just got to, sometimes you just got to hold your hand up and say they played, they played as well. Mm. Uh, and would they have played Williams the same way? Possibly. Right, Dino in Tesco tweets in saying, I'm disappointed. I wonder if that's a, a nickname. Like, you've got Mendonkrin Asters on the forum. What if Dino in Tesco is something, something similar to that? We need, we need the others yeah. represented. We need yeah. uh, like Sainsbury's and Morrison. I saw Kishishev in Sainsbury's in Bromley when I used to work there. I'll change my username to Kishishev in Sainsbury's. But, um, right, I'm trying to think if I saw anybody in Fortnum and Masons. No, you've never been in there. No, I don't. The only person who saw in there was a security guard saying, Sir, you're making a scene. Right, You don't belong here. You know, who says, I'm disappointed, uh, but I'm kind of glad that we've got the loss out of the way, as we all knew it was coming. But it's just the manner of the loss that frustrated me. Don't get me started on the bow you're sending off. It was an utter joke. Uh, Dino in Tesco then invites me to scroll down his timeline for his true feelings on Bowyer sending off but he says uh, I might need someone with the bleep button on hand <laughs> uh, whilst we're on air so maybe I won't Sebo's got involved um, I know Sebo was uh, might have needed the bleep button after the game yesterday according to his uh, apology on Facebook for uh, having a referee we've all been there Sebo uh, we certainly have. He says that if Bo has to have an away day at the FA as a result of the ball throw, uh, I hope whoever from Birmingham said it was their ball goes along to defend Boya. I'll say that's unlikely. <laughs> yeah, so do I here. Mm. Extremely. Yeah, Richard Justin says, disappointed in field. Sam Field, I felt he should have stopped the goal. Uh, why was Prattley rested? No midweek game. So we've seen that in our last couple of games. Field started ahead of Prattley. I mean, Prattley's been very good this season, but Field's played well at times as well. But obviously, we felt we perhaps could have done better with a goal I think not just him, but yeah, I, t- I, t- I tend to agree. It was um, it was Field who sort of allowed him to run past him. Um, maybe he was caught out of position a bit as well, but I, I do tend to agree with that. It, well, he, but it's not just Field. I mean, he, um, uh, uh, Colin wasn't it who ran through, went past two or three plays. It wasn't just uh, Sam Field. I do tend to agree that I think Prattley might have had a better, um, might have been able to handle that physical Birmingham side better. So uh, yeah, again, in hindsight, um, you would have put Prattley in. I think. Mm. Uh, right um, uh, this last one's just come in from 100% Charlton uh, at home against teams like Birmingham we need to go back to the Diamonds with uh, two up top uh, yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that I, but uh, you know, as I said I don't think we lost it up top I think we lost it in, in the midfield battle we, we didn't compete enough and I think um, I'd have been tempted if you're going to be a, if you're going to have fluid changes uh, once that started to happen I would have uh, I'd have actually um, bolstered that midfield a little bit more and just especially in the second half after seeing what happened in the first uh, to stop them doing what they did to score the goal uh, because um, they were stopping us playing and as I said earlier if you can't win just don't lose mm. and uh, stop them uh, playing in midfield as, as freely as they did uh, having said that though they only did it once 
you know, and the rest of the time it was all long balls into the corners and long balls up to the to the big fella and see if they could win the drop downs. And I thought, for the most part, we dealt with that pretty well. They didn't really threaten. Um, but yeah, all right, Jakovic had, had that one chance, um, especially in the first half, I think it was, um, which brought out the Dylan Phillips save. But generally speaking, we dealt with that high ball, and I thought Lockyer and uh, Pierce dealt with that reasonably well. So the only one time they played football, and maybe it caught us by surprise, I don't know, uh, is when they scored. Yeah, there we go. Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. We'll be back in 30 seconds or so uh, to continue with your views on this evening's show. inside of him but he goes he does get fine field in fact now up to Gallagher he can turn here finds uh, Leco Leco lets the ball run ball advance Tyler's it's a lovely goal what a superb move from the addicts controlled patient and at the end absolutely superb it was Oshelaja who controlled it inside of Gallagher finds Leco on the right creates space cross ball finds the glancing head of Taylor and Charlton have the lead Welcome back. This is Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening or via the podcast. Uh, afterwards, quick update on the women's team. It's not a great result again for them today. Beaten uh, 2-0 at home against the London City Lionesses. Uh, quite a few former Charlton players in Tough that start, team as well. Yeah, yeah Lizard Juppie. So, yeah, three games in. No wins, no goals yet for, no, for Retisha Mishra's um, team. You lose, you lose your two main goal threats from mm. last season. Um, and... Uh, we're going to struggle if you don't replace them. Mm. And uh, Lizard Jeppy, who played for the Lionesses, and uh, Kit Graham went to Tottenham. Uh, two main goal threats for us last season, and uh, we haven't looked like anyway. I don't I mean, I, I, to be fair, I haven't seen them this season, so I don't know. I went to the first game, and yeah, they um, they're, they're still a, a team sort of in progress. So hopefully, they'll pick up over the the course of the next made, few. Weeks. Made a lot of signings in the in, in the summer, didn't they? So yeah, um, hopefully they'll gel. You know, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think it's something along the lines of 14 uh, signings. Right, let's have a look at the Charlton Life Forum. Uh, Mendonca and Asda's a uh, good friend of Dino in Tesco's, as we know. Uh, good evening, gents. Uh, one defeat in seven matches is amazing in this division. Uh, Lee was right to say we shouldn't get too carried away, but as supporters, who can blame us? The last five years until recently have been rubbish. Uh, however, yesterday, I didn't think that we looked like scoring a goal in a month of Sundays. Birmingham did a number on us. I felt for the fans and the former players manager visiting uh, that had to sit through that. I hope Lee Bowie was able to have a word with Alan Kerbisley and pick up a few tips. Uh, yeah, that was funny actually. So obviously the 100th anniversary and so many legends on the pitch and uh, a bit of banter between the former Aston Villa players in, in and amongst the numbers on the Aston Villa team and, and, the, uh, and, and the, uh, yeah, the Birmingham fans. But it, I mean, we should touch on that 100th anniversary. It was nice to see you know, likes of Darren Bent and Alan Kerbisley and Luke Young and, and some of the, the you know, players from slightly older generations as well coming back. Yeah, it was superb. I mean, there were a few uh, notable omissions, but you do wonder, do they have to draw the line somewhere? Because if you bring back everybody's favourite player, uh, we'd have been there till, well, next Sunday probably. I don't know what Simon Church was up to. <laughs> well, actually, there we yeah. are. Uh, and uh, I, I guess the ferry from Norway didn't quite make it either. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but, um, no, it's still nice to see. I mean, there was quite a few from that, uh, the first, uh, first, my first era, 
uh, shall we say, um, on the pitch, and that was nice. Mm, yeah. So yeah, just a shame they uh, they didn't get the win. Well, yeah, yeah. it's um, you know normally I don't know. I'd like to know the record of because is it the back to the Valley game we never seem to lose on the on the December fifth? Well, but then we lost against Portsmouth uh, on the twenty fifth, uh, didn't we? Twenty yeah. fifth anniversary. So, so um, yeah. I don't know what our record is for these sort of mm. um, uh, noted games. Yeah. Well, our record in. Most games is bad, so <laughs> there we go. Uh, and Mendon Krenazas continues with a tough run of games coming up, uh, and we have got to learn to win with or without Lyle. Other players simply have to step up if we're going to pick up uh, points. Yesterday was like the equivalent of playing the uh, a Midlands Millwall. <laughs> I hope Birmingham sink without a trace and get relegated. They tried every trick in the book to con the ref, uh, and they said, don't get me started on the ref either. They are known as a Millwall and mm. the Midlands, to be fair. So yeah. It's not the first time well, they've so been funny, tagged as that. I, I actually have quite a few sort of acquaintances who support Birmingham purely because of a, a chance meeting in a pub a few years ago. The season we got promoted from League One under Powerley, we were due to play Chesterfield on a Saturday, uh, and that game got snowed off. And Birmingham, I think, was supposed to be at Barnsley, and that also got snowed off. And so everyone was looking at the fixtures, like, where's there a game in that area? And we went up in Sheffield to watch Sheffield United versus Wickham in the Wickham end. And I made loads of friends with loads of Birmingham fans that day. It's just one of those days where I wish I didn't have loads of Birmingham fans <laughs> yesterday because I was getting a load of abuse on Twitter, but there we go. Uh, right, Beds Addict is asking, has Lee Bayer actually said a few weeks? Yes, uh, they have uh, for Lyle Taylor. So I've heard it's a much more serious injury than what's being let on. Not that much is being said at all. It is a worry because if you, if you remember back, when the injuries aren't that bad... They tend to uh, they tend to say, well, no, it could be a could you know, yeah, not sure about this. We really don't know. Um, and then you, but then you see them fairly quickly. When if you remember the the Vettikeli, uh, mm. injury as well, there are very similar sounds coming out of the club as to when Vettikeli got injured. And that yeah. that concerns me. I mean, I'd like I say, all this, all I mean, people will try to put a figure on it yesterday. I don't know, someone was saying, I don't you, even know what it what is. Do we know what the injury is? Uh, it's it's a knee ligament something knee ligament. I, I think yeah. is what it is something along those lines so someone someone told me a figure yesterday but then like I say there's people who've heard figures from other people he was saying oh he could be out for four months well it, it depends I mean, on that, the ex- I don't think it does I depend mean, on the extent of the ligament injury yeah, if it's if it's a strain mm. then it's weeks yeah if it's a tear then mm. it's months yeah that's why I'm reluctant to say what someone told me yesterday because they could be wrong as well and so I don't want to put too much hope into anyone when it could be worse than what I heard or it could be better like you don't know so Let's let, let's try not to guess until until we find out. I mean, Lee Bowyer. I mean, I was half expecting Bose to still come out and try and play the bit of a mind game, so he might be back next week. When, like I say, on Thursday, I think most people knew he weren't going to be playing Saturday. Yeah, and and you know, a lot of people perhaps are, are, are judging um, uh, their the injury that Ty, uh, Lyle might have to injuries they've had themselves. You know, when I when I was playing back in the day, when I tore my ankle ligaments, I was out for the best part of six months. But then back then. You know the hospitals are pretty much like the same ones out of the Flintstones. <laughs> so, so they didn't know how to, they didn't know how to fix it. So didn't you even just even had hospitals they just back in those days. Stick your ankle in plaster and tell you to go home and, yeah. and rest, and that's it. That's all yeah. you can do. Whereas now, I think the technology has moved on so much that. Uh, um, until you know exactly what the extent of the injury is there's no point in guessing yeah but Beds Addict did add it's a good job we've got points on the board because Taylor will be extremely hard to replace as he is much more uh, than just a striker uh, Rodders wants to know what length of ban Sebo will get for his comments to the referee <laughs> yeah. Sebo, yeah good point yeah hopefully hopefully not one because we want that run to, to carry on then Rodders so Rodders puts on the forum rumours doing the rounds that it's two or three months for Taylor but for starters I mean that's obviously I mean it's a rumour that's a tear if, that, if yeah. it's two or three months it's a tear there's a two to three 
there's a month difference between that already. So, I mean, that's also we don't really know yet. No. So, we'll come on to that. As uh, Addicted has got involved as well with some uh, funny uh, moments of gamesmanship, but we'll I'll, uh, I'll come on to those uh, those stories a bit later on uh, in the show. Right, Danny Hill says Charlton versus Birmingham. Good evening, lads. Uh, yesterday's performance probably wasn't our best outing, but we have to be realistic. We're going to have ups and downs this season, not just the joys of us winning. Uh, we need to bounce back and be ready for the next game. In regards to Taylor, yes, unfortunately, uh, without, we're without him now for a, a few weeks, but we're not a one-man team. It's far too early to criticise the likes of Hemed, as that his first 90 minutes he's had in a long time. He isn't 100% fit yet, and probably yet to get this on the same wavelength as everybody else, but that will only come uh, from playing more games. It's only one loss. We've not had six in a row. We're still third in the league, remember, far beyond what any of us would have thought was possible at the start of the season still plenty more positives to come yeah Leeds uh, result this afternoon means we have dropped down to third uh, rather than second which is still you know you're still going to be happy with it I mean I talking about the, the ta- you know I, there was that Fred yesterday people are we a one man team now one- if you judge judging by the panic that everyone had <laughs> before the game and Taylor's going to be out for a while you'd think we are but we have got goals in the team elsewhere but one thing you have to remember is by the way um, is that we would have been we are set up not would be we are set up to play with Lyle up front, right? Now, the only the earliest time we would have known that Lyle isn't available to play up front would have been, what, Wednesday? Yeah, probably, yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so you've got from Thursday to Saturday to organise something different. And with all due respect, that may not be possible. You know, if you're geared up to play a certain way, to then change that, now, all right, you say, well, they're professional footballers, they should be able to do it, and I, I maybe tend to agree. But if you're geared to play a certain way, and then you have to change it quickly, maybe that has an effect. And it'd be interesting to see, um, assuming Lyle's out next week, which we're expecting to be the case, we've got a week to work on a different way of playing with a different player up top. <clears throat> and maybe we'll see a better reaction because of it. Be interesting anyway. Mm, yeah, well, we, uh, we'll we see as the uh, the uh, the course of the season uh, goes on. Right, uh, cheers for email. Uh, Danny Marcus gets involved. So, all right, fellas, I think with Taylor being sidelined, we need to bring Kyle into the midfield and just go to one-man striker, potentially being Anike or Hemed. We need our midfield to chip in with some goals now, uh, with some big games coming up. I mean, yeah, because Bo did say in your interview, actually, that he's now going to have to rethink about how we're going to play. Mm. So, I mean, the suggestion from Marcus here, a possibility, that we we change the style, we decide which player is going to be the focal point. I mean, again, like you say, there's a week to work on it now. There's a week to find out what would work best, and for Bayer to decide which one of these, you know, NEK or Hemed probably be the main choices could be our focal point, you know, going forward. Yeah, and and, and again, it will depend on um, uh, the teams we're playing against as well. I suppose um, do we uh, do we put five in the midfield, just one up front? Uh, do we have a, a number ten behind and do the back to the diamond? It's a possibility. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how we manage it and how we handle it because uh, we, we have got to change the way the, the style in which we play because we haven't, uh, without Lyle Taylor, we have to play on the basis of yesterday, at least, uh, in a slightly different way. Mm. Yeah, Bob Liscombe, evening chaps. Unfortunately, I can't listen live, but wondered if you agree that Boya has a very good case if he appeals against his sending off. It was 100% uh, the wrong decision. Uh, Bob's looking forward to the podcast later where Terry's going to say he doesn't agree with him. <laughs> uh, well, no, I, I, a lot will depend on whether or not that it, there is actually a law that says you, you know, you're throwing the ball in the direction of his sending off offence. And I'm not, I don't know if it is. I don't know. I think, I think it could be classified as some form of 
yeah, aggression or unsporting conduct or well, like, yeah, unsporting conduct. But that's a yellow card. It's not. It's not a red. Yeah, is but, it? I mean, but throwing the ball at someone is is that much different from throwing a punch? If you throw it overarm, yeah, you can. I mean, obviously, it's different, different from throwing a punch. Out, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's punch. different. But it's still an aggressive action <sighs> throwing the ball. Out. Like I say, if they lobbed it up into the air. If Bo, you called him a nasty name. That's surely a yellow card, but there we go. Right, uh, Steve uh, Hearn emails in. Evening, Steve. Disappointed yesterday. Uh, Pep Clotet got his tactics spot on. Uh, Birmingham did a number on us, as Charlton have done themselves to teams in the last few months. And let's face it, we've had a lot of jam on our bread recently as supporters, <laughs> uh, so we must accept a bit of fish paste and now and again. I like I fish like paste. Analogy, uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's a good like analogy. analogy that. Uh, we go again next week. We have the squad to stay in this division, although Taylor missed was very noticeable uh, yesterday certainly was Steve thank you uh, for your email we're going to have another quick break uh, when we come back we are now going to talk about our favourite moments of sphere, of gamesmanship uh, coming in uh, to the game we'll be back in 30 seconds bringing the ball forward short good challenge from Cullen wins it back for Chomp can it come to Williams Williams dives in gets the ball Williams on his feet on a run Williams ball inside to Gallagher it's good Gallagher shooting shots Gallagher Welcome back, it's Charlton Live. We're into the last 10 minutes or so uh, of this evening's show. We've looked back at yesterday's defeat against Birmingham City, our first defeat uh, of the season. Disappointing afternoon in the end. Uh, but as everyone says, you know, we, we, we go to Wigan next week and we, we hope to, to move on. Um, obviously, the game ended in, in slightly un, unsavoury scenes yesterday when Lee Bowie was, was sent off for uh, you know, gently handing the ball back to a member of Birmingham City staff. Um, and and for some reason the referee decided to send him off. Now I mean now the reason that happened in the first place was because a Birmingham City member of staff decided to launch an extra football onto the pitch. Why they had a football to hand we don't know. Purely to do this quite clearly and uh, waste a bit of time when Lee Camp was getting ready to take a goal kick. That is gamesmanship at its uh, most blatant, Terry. And uh, so I thought, let's have a bit of fun. You know, we were all wound up about that yesterday. I was fuming at full time, genuinely couldn't speak. I was so annoyed. Um, but I thought, you know, let's remember other times it's happened and it's been funny. So I brought up that the example of Paul Dickoff, which again, so at the time when Paul Dickoff, as older manager, run onto the pitch to stop us taking a free kick when we were going in search of a late winner, I was fuming. But now when you look back at it, actually that is quite funny. That's one of those moments uh, that you talk, you remember from football. So I was thinking of other examples of when there was a funny bit of gamesmanship. Um, I thought of a couple others. So 
another one was actually one that I was planning on doing. And this was a game against Southampton a few years ago. Um, we were in the championship. I think it was the season before we got relegated from the championship. So uh, me and my brother and, and a mate had driven down to Southampton and we got there quite early. And I think um, I think my two, my brother then was too young to go pubs and stuff. So we're like, what are we going to do for a few hours? And we just happened to be by a JD Sport. And I was like, oh, it's a three-pound football there. Let's buy a football and go and have a kickabout on, on, on this big expanse of grass there. And I thought, you know, and I thought, you know, if they want to try and take this football off me by the time it's time to go into the ground, wouldn't be the end of the world. I've just wasted £3 for a bit of fun. But then I thought, if they don't take it off me and we're winning 1-0 with five minutes left and they're on attack, I was booting that ball onto the pitch. So I can't really argue about the fact that no, Birmingham you, did it yesterday. You don't live in Birmingham, do you? <laughs> no. I'm just so that's an example of gamesmanship that I had planned. Another one was um, not a Charlton game, actually, but a Bromley game. Um, stood behind the goal as you do at a non-league game and we were playing Cambridge City, I remember. And the uh, and there's always whenever the, the ball goes out for a goal kick, there's always a bit of fun where so the ball went out for a goal kick and a Bromley fan behind the ball behind the goal had the ball in his hands, beckoned for the goalkeeper to come over because he said, "I'm not going to throw it to you." And then when the goalkeeper got it, just threw it over his head, like 20 yards away. And the goalkeeper picked up his water bottle. He had it in his hand and just sprayed the kid in the face, like for a (laughs) laugh. And it was funny. But then the referee came over and booked the goalkeeper, at which point I sort of said to everyone, right, if the goalkeeper comes near any of us, everyone just dive and see if we can get him sent off (laughs) in the crowd. So that's some examples of... uh, of um, of some games, Michelle. Have you got any more, Terry, before we go into the... No, I can't think of two. I mean, other than the obvious ones, um, mm. I can't think of too many. I'm, I'm, I'm probably... I'm rubbish at... Uh... Uh, memory, remembering this sort of stuff, mm. and um, as people spark that memory, I'll rem- you know it might uh, mm. come into focus. But yeah. immediate, the only one as I say, the only one that really sticks in my mind is that uh, is, is is that time against Man City when yeah. uh, Matey Boy dribbled backwards and forwards across <laughs> yeah. the goal. But um, was that before or after Klaus Jensen's uh, wonder goal against? Oh, that him? was before because so yeah, because it was yeah. in the Premier League when we both got into the yeah. Premier League after, and yeah, if, I mean everyone gave so much. Yeah. We scored eight goals past Nicky yeah. Weaver that, that and he season. Kicked the ball against yeah. uh, Klaus Jensen's knee. And yeah, oh yeah, all, sort, all sorts of fun stuff. And then he signed for us. So and then boy. he signed. Yeah. yeah, right. Addicted on the Charlton Life forum says uh, funny uh, instances of gamesmanship. The Leicester program from an incident uh, where Steve Brown was trying to avoid getting sent oh, off yeah. for a definite red card by pretending to yeah. have been shot by a sniper from the heights we all knew he should be sent off but we were hoping that the ref would feel sorry for him after his career ending injury so was he 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 made a lovely story about that he went to the uh, to the extent of having a um, plaster not plaster um, he had a boot on on. yeah so Steve Brown Brown knew like he went he he just sort of rolled over his ankle had stuck his hand out because the ball was going through on goal handballed it straight red card but he laid down on the floor desperately trying to pretend he was injured so he might not get sent off um, got sent off on the stretcher by Mike Dean, Mr. Showbiz himself. <laughs> and uh, but then he's uh, Steve Brown always says that his his attempts to persuade even the um, the physio after the game that he was fine fell on deaf ears and the physio made him walk around in a boot, in a boot for, yeah. for the evening because he was out that night and he had to go to dinner in a big boot. <laughs> he said he couldn't, but he also said, he said, I can't, after after all the uh, shenanigans that went on he, and uh, telling everybody that he was seriously injured, he couldn't then turn around and say, well, actually, no, I was only joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's one way that, I mean, yeah, we're moaning that Birmingham did it, but we've all done it before, haven't we? So, right, so a couple of e- a couple of examples were tweeted in as well. Uh, JCCFC uh, says, speaking of gamesmanship, possibly Jordan Cook's greatest contribution in a Charlton shirt. Uh, they say they think this came in our 4-3 win away at Watford. 
Um, Cook was booked for kicking the ball away, but he managed to get it over a stand and out of the ground. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that. That's, that's one instance, yeah. But I can't, I can't remember that one, but that's a good one. It's on. It's a Charlton tweet that they've quoted, okay. so it definitely happened. Um, uh, Paddy says, Paul Koncheski once got booked away at Watford in, a league, in the League Cup in the first half for smashing the ball away. Not really time-wasting, but for more being a bit of a wind-up. <laughs> uh, so that's another, another good example uh, of that. Then we had a few more uh, that came in on the forum. Um, Shine uh, 166 that Mark Kinsella used to always take his corners from nowhere near the correct place. Do you remember yeah, that, that? No, that yeah. is true. So, do, do, how, can you remember where he used to put it then? Oh, as close as far away, as far away from the quadrant as he could possibly make it. And <laughs> uh, there were a couple of times when the referee didn't even bother. Yeah. And you got all the fans, especially um, in front of the uh, Jimmy Seed as he's now. Um, you'd have all the away fans screaming at the referee, and you'd take no notice. It was yeah. bizarre. And, I think Mark Kinsella couldn't believe his luck sometimes. Yeah. He was taking it about two yards in yeah. from where he should have. John says, I remember every time we won a corner against Alex Ferguson's Man United, one of their players would have an injury. So I wonder if that was a way to try and stop us taking it quickly or something like that. Now that happens. Because, you know, say, yeah. Jason Pierce does it all the time. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, he always goes down in the box. You watch. Yeah. Uh, another one I sort of remembered as well, and I'm not sure if it counts as gamesmanship, because we were 4-0 up at the time, and we had absolutely no reason to need to waste any time. It was in the Premier League against uh, not a very good Norwich City side, and we had uh, that legendary uh, defender, Talal El Kakori, who we know can hit a free kick as well from distance. He had one hell of a shot on him. Now, for some reason, the ball came loose inside the Charlton box, which was the Jimmy Seed end of the ground. Don't forget, we we're 4-0 up against, uh, against Norwich City, a poor Norwich City side. And I've, I've still to this, day got, to this day got absolutely no idea why he did it. But he absolutely levered a loose ball, which he could have taken under his control and played it back to the keeper or rolled it out or done what he wanted to it. He just levered it as hard as he could into the front row of the away fans. Well, he must have, he must have picked out somebody, mustn't he? Somebody yeah. must have been giving him a bit of stick during the game. And, <laughs> and he decided done. to try and yeah, take his head take, off. <laughs> take him out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, addicted says, someone I know, brackets ahem, I think this is a confession here, uh, blew an old thunderer whistle in the Middlesbrough game during one of the protest games. The Borough players stopped immediately. I remember that happening. And he says, and we went on and scored. I remember there was, yeah. Was I remember it the whistle yeah, happening. When they were through on goal. And, uh, and someone, they stopped. Yeah. I thought I heard a whistle yesterday, actually, at one point, when a corner know. came in. But I don't know if I imagined that. Uh, right, FKA Bartram uh, says, when we won at Chelsea in the League Cup, uh, Kerbit, uh, Brenda, threw it, the ball on near the end to Chris Powell, who promptly kicked it straight back to her <laughs> uh, to waste more time with a big uh, grin on his face. Forever addict, uh, forever addicted has picked up the, uh, the moment that uh, the, uh, the crowd blew the whistle again. And then a few people talking about when Nicky Weaver... Um, uh, did that thing that you were mentioning? Then, then a couple of people have also pointed out Jacko pouring more water onto the pitch oh, against course, Doncaster, yeah, Doncaster when the game was in the yeah, process of getting was, rained off anyway. That was funny. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a couple of examples. So uh, yeah, uh, facts and stats had that example as well. Now Matt Wright pointed out a good one: Peter Varney uh, organising the opera singer to perform before the kickoff in the Charlton. Uh, managed by Pardew against West Ham, managed by Kerbishley, relegation six-pointer in the Prem because Varney knew that Kerbs hated <laughs> all the pre-match yeah, opera singing stuff. And we yeah. went on to win 4-0, so it worked. it worked very well. Right, we've got a few other tweets that have come in uh, as well, actually, about the performance yesterday. Uh, the first one comes in from Phil. Hi, guys, the less said about the game, the better. Very disappointing. We move on. However, Lyle Taylor, I'm not a big fan of players posting on social media and as many find they leave themselves open for abuse, which of course is wrong. He spent much of his international break putting up sunny pics of Montserrat and then appeared to have a great time playing with his mates on an island of 5,000 inhabitants. He's now a top championship player, perhaps looking forward to a big money move 
in January, when now without him and his move dependent on his injury could be in doubt. For what? Just for my opinion. So a couple of questions there. I think, first of all, I, yeah, I noticed uh, Lyle was tweeting during the game yesterday, which I saw a couple of people having a pop at him. I mean, he's not playing. It's up to him what he does. But yeah, I mean, you can't really tell a player he can't go and play for his home nation, can you? But yes. Yeah, now, the, 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 I tend to agree with the tweeting during the game that we're actually playing. I, I, I tend to agree that uh, yeah, that probably, especially especially when we're losing, mm. by the way. We uh, weren't losing when he was tweeting. No, okay, tweeting. but I mean, I, I, I sort of agree with that, that it's probably not the most sensible thing you could do. Mm. Uh, tweeting out pictures of sunny places while you're playing for your own country abroad, tough. Yeah. <laughs> so would I. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm stuck in, if I'm at, stuck, if I'm actually in Montserrat uh, for, for a, a two-game break, uh, while everybody else is playing in Finland, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd lord it. Have you got a, a grand a grandparent? Sadly not. No, right no. Yeah. You could probably <laughs> qualify been, yeah. for Ireland though. Yeah, not quite the same, is it? It's no. more likely to be freezing in Ireland. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam Ferris, views for the podcast. I watched the stream in Moscow. We were pretty unlucky. We really could have gone either way, as the cliche goes. It's very clear how much of a step up in terms of professionalism the championship is. Birmingham knew how to stop us, and we didn't really have an answer. They took their chance, and we didn't. Not overly concerned about the result. Let's be realistic. Just below mid-table would do us nicely this season. It's great to see that we haven't been outplayed yet by anyone, and we're really holding our own with the squad we have. As for the officials for the game, they clearly haven't played the game and let Birmingham waste time and kill the game but Birmingham are professional and we're allowed to get away with it Bowyer's Red was laughable and I'm hoping we can appeal but I'm unsure of that it'd be good to see a strong away performance at Wigan Taylor's absence allows Hemed to get a decent run of games which he clearly needs in order to get back to his best up the addicts and that is from uh, Adam and then we've got one final uh, message that comes in from Ev James uh, where do we start that was rubbish and a substandard performance nothing was going to happen for the lads no matter what uh, or how hard they tried uh, to break down that tough, resilient back line. We can take heart from the fact that we knew, uh, we know we can and will be a force in this league post-Taylor. And now is the time to go into games not relying on his presence. Bo, you know this and, I'm will, and we'll be working the magic, I'm sure. Let's regroup and go to Wigan uh, where we rarely win and get back to winning ways. I'm gutted we didn't deserve to win. Uh, but no complaints, but we didn't because we didn't deserve to win, uh, let alone so I don't think I'm overly critical. I see the games live, uh, some away games, and I have a serious uh, yet occasional lenient view and express that what I see, but not immediately after a game, uh, I need to digest first. On the first seven games this season, I see a great unity and happy with the squad. Uh, to be fair, at this stage, it surprised me. I'm confident we'll have a great season. January will be the time to see if it's top two or playoffs. However, I'm controversially happy enough to see a non-Taylor influence as come January will be Taylorless. Uh, we performed okay yesterday, a little disjointed, uh, but I have no worries. Keep the faith. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, actually, to discuss that any further. So uh, cheers for your, your messages in. Uh, Ev, Terry, thanks for coming in this evening. It's been Thank good you. To see you. Cheers. Thanks, uh, everyone. Your first Sunday evening show of the season. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Nice of you to finally show up. Yeah. <laughs> right, I've been the Mendes. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll be back here on Thursday evening as we look ahead to next, uh, next Saturday's game up at Wigan. Uh, let's hope the charm will be back to winning ways uh, up in the Northwest. We'll see you on Thursday. Chum 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.